You know, we did a lot of stuff out in the midway at all the racing. We did a lot of advertising. What we really tried to do uh, was teach the fans of NASCAR about what Toyota represents in America. The investments that we have, the dealers that we have, the plants that we have, the numbers of people that we employ. And uh, in many cases, up until most recently, you know, Camry was the most American car out there. So it had more U.S. content than, uh, than any one of the Detroit Three had. From the Toyota North American headquarters in Plano, Texas, this is Toyota Untold. In episode three, we talked to a few members of Toyota's racing team, our drivers, and what it's like to be behind the wheel of a high-performance racing vehicle, and how they started racing competitively in the first place. There's some really fun stories from some of the best racers in the U.S., so if you haven't already, go back and listen to that episode. Today, we wanted to share a behind-the-scenes look at Toyota racing history, talk to some people who've been around since Toyota first started racing in the U.S., and some of the people in charge of engineering the cars at Toyota Racing Development, or TRD. First up in the driver's seat, David Wilson. Welcome. Yay. Good to be here. All right. So, TRD, we have some fans who love TRD, obsessed with it, just like you're wearing now, have shirts with TRD blazoned all over it. And then we have people that are probably sitting there like, I don't know what TRD is. What is it? What is Toyota Racing Development? Yeah, well, let's start right there. Uh, TRD is essentially Toyota's U.S. motorsports engineering arm. We're a captive engineering company. And and basically, if Toyota goes racing in the U.S., TRD is is a part of it. But not just racing, right? Because there are some production-level models. Like, I have a 4Runner, and I wanted the TRD model but I didn't feel, honestly, I didn't feel legit enough to have a TRD model because I'm not going to take it off-road or, you know, I just wanted she to look. to work in her forerunner into what, any conversation you know, that we have. <laughs> yeah, so so there's the other, the whole other side of TRD, which is about performance and yeah. performance accessories. Mm-hmm. You know, the TRD Pro branded, you know, SUVs and trucks and, mm-hmm. of course, TRD off-road. It, it's such a cool brand. You mm-hmm. know, it, it's become this really authentic performance brand and i you know every time i see one you know on the highway i i have to pinch myself so which came first or was it all at the same time was it the racing for motorsports or you know the development of motorsports or was it for the production vehicles or did one you know bring the other so so let me give you a little bit of a history it's it's hard to believe but january 2019 uh, celebrates TRD's 40th anniversary what? in America. Yeah. So, wow. so 1979, the year I graduated from high school, actually, uh, TRD was, was established in Southern California. And, and back then we were literally a SoCal speed shop. Yeah. And we, okay. we, we imported uh, JDM accessories, performance accessories from, at that time, our parent company was TRD Japan. Okay. Huh. We had a couple of lifts and we would uh, hot rod Celicas and Supras and mm-hmm. the little, uh, you know, Toyota trucks at the time. Our origination really came uh, from the performance and the street performance okay. and the accessory side. Then in the early, mid-80s, we started racing. So at the time, we were literally less than a mile from Toyota's U.S. Uh, headquarters, sales sales headquarters in mm-hmm. Torrance, California. And we had zero relationship with them. You know, we, we other than than being... In the proximity, we had no affiliation with with TMS as they called it at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you were still Toyota Racing Development. We we were technically speaking, okay. our charter 
you know, in, in, the, in the charter uh, that, that um, incorporated TRD, we were TRD USA, not Toyota Racing Development. Oh, interesting. That kind of came later. That came after, huh? And, uh, you know, long story short, we, we developed a relationship with Toyota's U.S. sales arm, TMS, and, and TMS in the, in the you know, early, mid-80s decided they wanted to get involved with racing. Mm-hmm. So um, started with, you know, Ivan Stewart and the whole Baja off-road racing, and then Dan Gurney with the sports car racing um, in, the, in, the, in the middle to, to the late 80s. You know, that was kind of the start of our, of our racing heritage. So, you know, I just got off a plane from uh, coming in from Las Vegas and I was at SEMA. Mm-hmm. And uh, right there, you know, in Toyota's display was one of Ivan Stewart's, you know, racing trucks. And it's special to me because, you know, I came on board 30 years ago, mm-hmm. roughly. And, uh, you know, my very first, you know, job as an engineer was to, um, you know, chase Ivan Stewart down the Baja Peninsula. That's awesome. That's not bad. Yeah, it was cool. So the so, so then later in life, you know, TRD essentially became acquired by Toyota, the U.S. sales arm of Toyota. Right. And, and today, TRD is a wholly owned subsidiary of, of Toyota Motor North America. Mm-hmm. You know, through the, through the course of that, you know, we started building up, you know, this equity in the TRD brand by, by racing. And, and what's important about that is, it gave us the credibility, you know, our, our racing um, and, and the success we had in racing, you know, started to translate into a, you know, a valuable brand and a valuable logo. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was in the mid-90s when uh, Paul Saplicki. Good old Paul. Yeah, came up, came up with the idea of a TRD off-road, you know, branded Tacoma. Right, because mm-hmm. he worked on trucks at the yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. He was mm-hmm. part of the truck team. Mm-hmm. And I think that was one of the first, you know, TRD-branded vehicles sold in the U.S. And, you know, as they say, the rest is history. Our vehicles have a history of dominating the racetracks. And everything that David and his team does at TRD is to make sure that we have better performing vehicles on the racetrack and off. So we recently unveiled the brand new Toyota Camry TRD and the Avalon TRD at the LA Auto Show. So everything that David and his team have learned at TRD is going into vehicles that will be available for everyone. So David's going to tell you more about how the knowledge that he gains at Toyota Racing Development helps influence these now roadworthy production performance vehicles. So yeah, we're going to be unveiling a TRD Avalon and TRD Camry, which is unbelievable to take that heritage from, you know, 1979 and to put it on sedans. How cool is that? And what would that mean? Because, I mean, I, you get it on a forerunner or a truck, yeah. right? Like taking it off-road. But is it is it more about performance or is it about like taking a Camry or an Avalon up a hill? You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, 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 so um, that's, a, that's a great question. And, and what's really important about how we use the TRD brand mm-hmm. is that it is authentic and that it's credible. So, so by that, I mean, if you see a TRD branded car or truck, then, then you know that there is tangible, there's performance hardware on that vehicle. Mm-hmm. So again, in the case of the trucks, it's principally, you know, suspension, yeah. you know, heavier duty suspension. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the cars are going to have, you know, a, a, an exhaust treatment. There's, there's, um, there's going to be some suspension. Uh, you know, I think they're still kind of, you know, tuning it. Mm-hmm. But what you can count on, again, is it's not a, it's not a 
just a graphic treatment, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and that that's important to preserve the the credibility of of the brand. So so here's a little little inside baseball story about Camry. Mm-hmm. Around the early two thousands, mm-hmm. um, we did a TRD Camry, a, a, an aftermarket version that was a, principally a DIO, a dealer installed options, and we. We uh, developed a supercharger for the Camry and a body kit and exhaust and mm. wheels. It was an abject failure, to be perfectly <laughs> really? honest. Yeah. Good. And, we and, love those stories here. Well, well and, and, you know, I always say you have to fail in order to succeed. Yeah. But really, the, the point of the story is, is back then, the Camry just didn't have the, the panache. Mm-hmm. The, there wasn't a... You couldn't envision a sporty Camry. Yeah. People are like, why would I take a Camry and do that? I'll just go and buy a sports car, right? And and what's happened, what's happened to Camry now, you know, fast forward 12 or 13 years is is we're racing Camry. Yeah. We've been racing Camry and NASCAR, you know, now since 2007. Mm-hmm. One of our old drivers and friends, Michael Waltrip, tweeted a picture and it was brilliant it was a picture of a 2006 Camry juxtaposed against a 2018 Camry. Mm-hmm. And he goes, before NASCAR, after NASCAR. That's and awesome. It's, and it's truly stunning yeah. to look where Camry has gone. And now, again, you can envision Camry as a sporty car. Yeah. I mean, I have had... So my very first car was a 99 uh, Camry. And then my mom got a Camry and then she still has, I think she still has a 2011. And right now, I mean, I have a forerunner, but I take a commuting service to work and it's a 2018 Camry. And the just the drivability and I have noticed how fast I go in the 2018 car versus my mom's 2011 Camry. So do you feel like that the major change between between those two cars would be the involvement in NASCAR and and getting feedback from that is that what you, you know it? it definitely wasn't was an influence uh-huh. I, you know I, to, you know to be clear you know that that 2018 Camry I think was the first Toyota built on the the TNGA right. Yeah. platform right mm-hmm. yeah and and also you know certainly there was an influence from Akio Toyota this mm-hmm. this was one of you know uh, you know his fun to drive examples yeah. so but 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 for sure. You know, motorsports had an influence, and 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 one of the specific examples is, you know, we have a, a collaboration with Toyota's design center, Kelty Design. Right. So Kelty uh, is is literally about three miles from our U.S. headquarters in Costa Mesa, California. There in Newport Beach, mm-hmm. and we've had a partnership with Kevin Hunter and and the and the guys there for several years. They do the styling on our NASCAR Camrys. Okay. And and what's what's significant about that is from a stylist perspective, you know, number one, they they love to do it because it's something out of the box. It's right. something different. They can get really kind of aggressive. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't want to work on a race car? Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like if you like cars, you want to work right. on a race car. Yeah. But but what happens when you do that is is it does start to influence your perspective mm-hmm. in how you look at cars mm-hmm. and and, and I, I remember, you know, our, our first treatment of Camry in NASCAR, Akio Toyota had a look at it. He, you know, not that he approved it, mm-hmm. but he kind of blessed it. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's that's hugely important. And, it's a and, big deal. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that, 
the influence that, that NASCAR has played, the influence that our collaboration with the with Kelty yeah. um, has has played a role in in this beautiful 2018 Camry. Yeah, and I would say, I mean, if if you haven't been, I mean, Camry for some people is is iconic. It's something that they they always go back to. But I feel like you know, in between my different cars, I've I've had several, and once I got into the 2018 Camry and, and drove it, it really is fun to drive. Like, yeah. I mean, it and it has some get up. Like, I really enjoy driving the Camry. It's- Probably why it's the best-selling car the last what sixteen, 16 years? years, sixteen years, yeah. But the twenty eighteen camera is is significantly different than the others. It is, and so I say this all the time. Lately, having been a part of TRD for for going on thirty years, and seeing a lot of the special things that we've been a part of, um, honestly, the the most proud I've been is when um, Accio unveiled the 2018 Camry at the 2017 Detroit Auto mm-hmm, Show mm-hmm. last January. And on stage, along with the production 18 Camry, we rolled out the the, the, the 2018 NASCAR Camry. Yeah, when that thing fired up at the show, <laughs> Wasn't that, it was unbelievable. And, and it just, just thinking about it gives me goosebumps yeah. because mm-hmm. I remember the time just getting really emotional. And I was standing right next to Kevin Hunter mm-hmm. And he was just so proud. Yeah. You know, you, know you, 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 you get attached, you know, to all these cars. And, right. uh, and they become, you know, they become very important. TRD and Toyota Motorsports have made their way into being an integral part of the U.S. racing landscape today. But we had to earn that spot. And we definitely stumbled a few times before we found our footing. We couldn't let David leave before he told us about some of those early stumbles, from engine problems to people problems, and how coming back from these failures influenced where we are today. One of my projects was to go find us a facility that that we can grow into and build and, and bring the resources in to actually be able to compete mm-hmm. at that level. So um, I found us a facility, you know, down down there by John Wayne Airport in, mm-hmm. in Orange County, in Costa Mesa. Um, we, we moved down there in 1995. And over the, you know, really the next 10 years, was probably the the highest growth spurt that we had as as an organization. We 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 started hiring um, the the types of engineers and designers, you know, to be able to achieve a level of success in in that in that sport. And it was a very painful period, honestly. <laughs> you know, back to my saying about you got to fail before you can succeed. We we were really good at failing early on in. But what does failure racing. look like when it comes to indie car racing? Because I'm imagining you get on a track and all the wheels fall off, but it's probably not that dramatic. <laughs> it's it's almost that dramatic. So honestly, one of my absolute low points in <laughs> in, in my my professional career at TRD was a race at Fontana, Fontana, California, and it was a pace lap in Juan Fangio Jr. Um, one of my friends and, and heroes was driving one of Dan Gurney's um, Eagles with the Toyota power plant in there. Again, getting ready for the race to start, the engine blew up on the pace lap. And, and not just blew up, but blew up in spectacular fashion with, <laughs> with flames. Oh. But did anybody know it was the engine when it blew up? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Everybody knew, I'm just knew, thinking, Kelsey. like, it could have been, you know, like, I don't yeah. know. Somebody could have lit a match. Could have been an electrical oh, problem, uh, right? Right. Like, well, they're all race car people standing around I'm the race I'm just saying, car. like, if I was in the crowd, I'd have been like, oh, my gosh, the gas <laughs> leaks. Like, I don't know, you know? <laughs> well, 
the 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 problem is is that wasn't our first engine failure. Oh. We we had we had some some difficulty getting that engine reliability and durability sorted. But you know the the ending of the story is is a good ending, mm-hmm. and we ended up winning uh, drivers championships and manufacturer championships in both um, the Champ Car and Indy Car. You know we won the Indy Five Hundred with with Gilles DeFerrin and, and Roger Penske. That's awesome. Um, so we we um, we had a, a neat career in open wheel. But I think the most important thing for TRD is in order to succeed, it built us the foundation, mm-hmm. the engineering foundation that we needed really to to do bigger and better things. And what was the next biggest and best thing after IndyCar? Yeah, so so it was NASCAR. To, right. You know, the, yep. the short answer was NASCAR. And, 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 and how we got there is an interesting story in that you know, I remember 2003, we, that was the year that we won the Indy 500. We won the, the, the race um, over in Motegi, Japan, again, for Toyota. That's a really big race. Mm. Um, we won, I think, 13 out of 16 races that year. But I remember going in front of our board of directors that fall and, you know, basically asking for support to continue. And what I got was not a lot of excitement. And it was kind of the reaction was, Okay, now we've we've kind of checked that box. Mm. Does that mean we can stop now? So clearly, we started getting the sense that this really wasn't resonating within our company. And, and again, you know, to this day, if you talk to a lot of our team members and mention that we won the Indy Five Hundred, oftentimes you'll the reaction you'll get is, "We did. I didn't yeah. know that." Right? right, and and that's that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Fortunately, we we kind of started to see and read the tea leaves, as they say, and um, and started looking at this thing called NASCAR. Yeah. And and Dave Ellingworth, who who was one of my mentors, we developed a essentially a strategy and a and a mission statement, Mm -hmm. and and recognized that you know NASCAR is is one of the most American you know motorsports series, and it's just got this heritage. And we believed that the the power of NASCAR, the influence of NASCAR, could really help build acceptance of Toyota in this country and and help you know essentially Americanize the brand. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, fast forward, you know, today that's that's what it's done. You know, when when we came in the front end, it was very polarizing. There are mm-hmm. a lot of fans that weren't really. Happy. We've heard that. Someone yeah. threw a beer can at Ed Lucas's oh. head. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I, I was there. I mean, we, we got chased through the grandstands. I mean, it was it Why? was uncomfortable because we were we were outsiders in their sport and we were a quote unquote foreign company. So it it took a little bit of time. And and here's the key is you know, there, there was, you know, irrational fear. You know, Toyota's going to come in here and they're going to ruin our sport. They're going to spend too much money <laughs> and um, and then they're going to leave, right? So I think one of the most important things that happened along the way in researching the sport and educating our top management, at the time the U.S. president was was Mr. Funo, Yuki Funo. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Mr. Funo was a very outspoken uh, individual, um, had a very um, interesting personality. But we we took them to the track. We took them, you know, into the community to to really get a sense for 
for the nature of the sport. You know, the, it's it's the the Japanese saying, you know, go and see Genki Genbutsu, mm-hmm. right? Before we ever started racing, Mr. Funo said to us, we will, we will be here for 100 years. We will race NASCAR for wow. 100 years. And never in my career have I heard any exec, <laughs> you know, say, now, obviously he was speaking figuratively. Right, yeah. Right. But, but what, he, what he appreciated and came to understand is that, you know, for him, this was a social responsibility. Mm-hmm. And this was about Toyota as a company that's building cars and trucks in the U.S., that's selling cars and trucks in the U.S., that we have a responsibility to participate in the U.S. culture. Mm-hmm. And you need to make a commitment if you're going to do that. You can't just try it on for size, mm-hmm. win, win a bunch, and then leave. So just having that that understanding of of how important it is to demonstrate a commitment was extremely important in building that foundation. And and then what happened is we were very respectful when we came in the sport. We were very humble. We failed. We I mean we we got bloodied initially and uh and, and the, the funny side story is is um yuki had this analogy of rocky you know, and he mm-hmm. loved american movies and he he said we must be rocky and what he meant by that is basically need to get our teeth kicked in mm-hmm. you know for the first half a dozen rounds mm-hmm. and then eventually you know succeed then it would be okay to win now you know we're not programmed to fail I mean, right. <laughs> we, we didn't set about a strategy to fail, right? but it was a very difficult road. We had a lot to learn mm-hmm. and, and we did fail early on. Yeah. Um, but, but by doing that, I think we humanized ourselves to the racing fans yeah. and, and they came to appreciate, well, you know, these guys, these guys are trying really hard. So I'm not sure if you heard Tyler, but I think she said that someone threw a beer at Ed Laucus's head, who is now our group vice president of Toyota Marketing. It sounds like it's a great story. So we thought it was only fair that we had Ed tell it himself. In 2007, we were going cup racing and uh, and I followed racing, but not intently. Uh, followed it a lot more in the, uh, in the 70s and in the 80s than I had th- at that time. And I got a call from one of our senior executives who said, uh, well, I need you to come and talk to me about running the NASCAR program. And I said, uh, great, why Why me? Right. And he said, well, two things is, number one is you've got the ability to be able to form relationships. And I said, okay, well, that's the political answer. That's correct. <laughs> well, why is, what's the real answer? And he said, well, you actually know Roger Penske and Greg Penske, and you also know Rick Hendrick very well. Mm-hmm. And both of those guys are in NASCAR, so I think that they can help you learn. And because you know them, it's a super easy transition. So... Uh, I showed up for my very first race in, uh, we had started in February at Daytona. Mm-hmm. We'd had a uh, huge hiccup there. Wow. One of the new teams had uh, decided that they were going to enhance the power of our TRD engine. And so they put uh, what would be referred to as Sterno in the intake manifold and going through the inspection process before race, they got caught. So here we have a brand new, oh, no. brand new team. Brand new manufacturer, Japanese manufacturer coming to NASCAR for the very first time. And our brand new team decides that they want to cheat the system on the very first race. So yeah. imagine it was, a, you know, it was a pretty 
tough political time. I'm sure. So uh, so this was late March, first part of April, when I got the call on this whole thing, flew out to California, spent some time about how we were going to handle it. So I went to my very first race, and it was a Michigan spring race. So I'm walking around. I had my They gave me a Toyota racing shirt, and so I'm walking around. Oh, and they got swag already. Trying to, they got swag already. <laughs> swag and, comes uh, first. So, so. True. But we'd been, you know, we'd been racing in trucks since 2004. So there was That's already, right. uh, you know, there was always some, already some presence there. But this was the beginning of us going into cup racing. And so uh, very first race was at Michigan. Of course, I think we out of maybe potentially five or six cars we could qualify. We only qualified two. And uh, we ended up at the back of the pack and, you know, nowhere near winning. So I'm walking back to our motor coach so I can get my bag and head back to my car. And there's this guy that is obviously, you know, loaded and he's screaming at me and cursing at me. All of a sudden, he throws a full Budweiser over the fence at me and it literally just missed my head. He went full bud heavy on you. Full bud heavy. <laughs> yes, that's a great way to put out to remember that next time. So, so uh, wow. I and thank I God, I like it missed. It, it would have been bad. I re- I would have really got hurt. That was wow. so. I made three steps towards the fence and then thought twice about it. You know, I'm a pretty big guy. I was raised in Chicago in the in the city, Watch and out. Uh, but there were three of those guys. Yeah, and they were also. Two of them were dragging the other guy away and uh-huh. running away, so I didn't. So all the time that uh, from the very beginning, I can tell you that uh, I've never had a serious altercation. I've had a, a lot of tough words as we went through the transition of joining NASCAR, mm-hmm. but it's really uh, it's a spectacular thing for our company because now we're just part of the family. We're just part of the brand. We don't get any of that anti-Japanese sentiment. You don't get any, uh, you know, take your Jap stuff and get out of here. I mean, it's, it's all gone, yeah. so it's really great. NASCAR is very polarizing relative mm-hmm. to your driver and the manufacturer. So, you know, if they're saying bad things about us and they're, you know, their favorite driver drives a Chevrolet, they're also saying really bad things about Ford, too. So True. True. it's not it's not just us. They're not just specifically going after Toyota. Right. So how did you unwind that uh, that moment? How did you rebuild trust? So the, the biggest thing was just consistency. You know, we did a lot of stuff out in the midway at all the racing. We did a lot of advertising relative to, you know, our company, what we were all about. And what we really tried to do uh, was teach the fans of NASCAR about what Toyota represents in America. The investments that we have, the dealers that we have, the plants that we have, the numbers of people that we employ, and uh, teach them actually, you know, that uh, their Camry actually comes from Georgetown, Kentucky. And uh, in many cases, up until most recently, you know, Camry was the most Amer- American car out there. So it had more U.S. content than uh, than any mm-hmm. one of the Detroit Three had. So that that was the biggest thing. And then we really benefited from a racing perspective during Lehman. So when uh, the financial crisis happened, right. Lehman Brothers collapsed. I'm always reminded of that because whenever I say Lehman, the people that are like in their 20s go, well, what does that mean? You know, so it's always... <laughs> Who's the, that? The financial crisis. Is that where, an Instagram uh, influencer? Yeah. Who is that? So, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, so we got, you know, General Motors bankrupt mm-hmm. and Chrysler bankrupt, and we didn't, and mm-hmm. Ford didn't. So the NASCAR fans were very, very sensitive to the fact that General Motors took uh, government money. Absolutely. That My was, husband's one of them. That's mm-hmm. a, that's a, that was a big deal. So, uh, the fans were really, we, we heard a lot of, uh, 
we we gained a lot of respect, I should say, from the NASCAR fans because we did not during all those difficult times. We was very very public knowledge that not only didn't we bankrupt, we also didn't lay anyone off, mm-hmm. and that was a that was a really big deal. So we got a lot of compliments. So what we found is what we actually knew, and that was you know for all the people that were driving Silverados and F one fifties, there were they the other car in their driveway was a Camry or a Corolla. Mm-hmm. Or a Highlander. So, you know, now this gave him an opportunity to be able to, you know, speak out. So Bob Carter, who's our executive vice president, always reminds me, you know, when we first started, we drive around the parking lots of NASCAR races. There were no Toyotas, none right. anywhere. Now you go there now and, you know, we're about a third of the of the of the parking out there and you have Lexus out there, you have everything out there. So we really have uh, gained a, a real affinity with the with the NASCAR fans. That's amazing. All right, so now we're going to shift gears a little bit and find out why Toyota is in motorsports. Sure, we make cars. It's a sport where people race cars, but there's a lot more to it than that. And to help us do that, we sat down with Keith Dahl, General Manager of Project Planning and Management. I don't think a lot of people know that there is a business aspect to motorsports for Toyota. So people see that we sponsor, like there's like a Toyota Center in in Houston where you know, sports teams play. That's a little bit different than our investment in motorsports because we have a we have a huge business interest there and obviously a lot of development there. But can you explain a little bit to what that business, that strategy is? You know, believe me, for uh, many years, uh, I'd have to answer that very question to the <laughs> senior executives in our company. <laughs> why, yeah. why are we investing right. in this? But, uh, no, it, you know, it's really all, I mean, you know, Toyota obviously uh, doesn't uh, isn't challenged by brand awareness. I mean, obviously, Toyota has people know who uh, we are exactly. But but what we're trying to do is demonstrate that we share their passions, we share uh, their their culture, we share their priorities, and we you know hopefully add value to their lives. Right. Mm-hmm. So that motorsports is a part of that, and uh, and also demonstrating that we are fully woven into American fabric. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, it's basically meeting our customers where they live and enjoy their lives. And it's nice when you're winning too, right? What was it when you were in charge of motorsports? Were we on that high or were we still struggling to find our space? Uh, I've, yeah, I've, I've seen both ends of that. <laughs> and even before me, you know, they, when we first entered the NASCAR, for example, uh, there were some lean years. Yeah. You know, one thing I think uh, my colleagues and I were proud of uh, is that Toyota, you know, came in and did it the hard way. We mm-hmm. rolled up our sleeves and right. learned and did. And and uh, as as a former uh, colleague of mine said, we went you know we went through the school of hard knocks to to get where we are. So I like to think that earns us a great deal of credibility with people rather than just going in and if there is even a way to spend whatever's possible just to get mm-hmm. instant success. That's not Toyota's way. We learn by doing. And, and yeah. uh, believe me, there's a lot of hard hardship <laughs> over Right, because it took a while. We weren't, in, initially, we weren't allowed in, right? They told us we had to go race trucks first to kind of prove ourselves. Well, that was, uh, yeah, that was suggested to be, and it was probably the right thing to do anyway. I mean, uh, you know, to get our feet wet a little bit in the truck mm-hmm. series, but. right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think now people would say Toyota is a, like a major racing component in the entire sport, right? But it, what, what you're saying is definitely it took a long time to get there. 
For one thing, we have a little different model than, say, Ford and Chevrolet do as they approach NASCAR. We have a we have a dedicated uh, engine builder in house, which is TRD Toyota Racing Development. You know, they're they are outstanding engineers, and and this was a uh, this was a good avenue for them to pursue. And mm-hmm. uh, now they, you know, it's like learning any other thing. It's yeah. just, I mean, Toyota actually has a long history in motorsports. You know, the, the NASCAR chapter is a relatively recent one, although it's, you know, we've been in it for more than 10 years. But, mm-hmm. you know, we've, we've, we've cut our teeth on a lot of different motorsports prior to this, but it's, you know, it's a different, mm-hmm. NASCAR comes with its own different set of rules and, and, uh, yeah. and specifications. So what would you say was your best experience during, for your time in motorsports? So whether it's victory lane well, the uh, you know the 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 easy and most visible answer would be our our first uh, Cup Series championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only because it was first Cup Series championship, but the way in which it was done, it was it was great. But I you know being on the marketing side of that, yeah, it was especially gratifying to me because we have metrics or ways we measure success, and and, and as we you know, uh, survey uh, or, you know, run research on consumers and all that, seeing attitudes change uh, as far as Toyota uh, in the sport and seeing, um, you know, how people are perceived Toyota, seeing seeing people engage with Toyota at our marketing uh, executions at the tracks and all that. That's, that's really, uh, that's really gratifying. We've, we've, we've been honored of being, uh, NASCAR, one of NASCAR's marketers of the year, one year, and mm-hmm. uh, that was especially uh, pleasing. So, I, you know, it's as I mentioned before, we're we're in it for a reason, yeah. and I think some of those reasons have been borne out, mm-hmm. you know, through through the research we've done. We've had a lot of highs in motorsports, but there's also been some lows. Can you talk about that a little bit? One incident that happened again with a mm-hmm. with a team is that I think it was at Richmond. I'm not sure, but anyway. Uh, one of the drivers on one of the teams was accused of making a purposeful move to enhance the position bump. in the race to of another driver. If and, you ain't revving, you ain't racing. Uh, so, you know, obviously people like to extract, right. uh, extrapolate, uh, mm-hmm. you know, from that. But. And from a brand perspective, so it's kind of to our benefit and to our demise, right? So when, like, even though there are three steps removed because the driver's, technically work for the teams and the teams, you know, we're the parent company to the teams because we sponsor or support them. If a driver does something really great, our name is tied to it, but also <laughs> does something not that great. You get in fist fights. Tyler then, has to listen to it on social media. Right, exactly. So, And we've yeah. even seen some Toyota executives who jump into the conversation <laughs> to, you know, support said drivers or yeah, their teams. They got, or well, they got like their that. back. Yeah. I mean, you're right. And, and, and you know, the, the challenge is always, I mean, you know, first of all, race car drivers, you know, competitive, Enthusiasm. enthusiastic, <laughs> things like that. Passionate. And, and, you know, what happens like when you, when you immediately, when you're done a right, you've just, you've just been driving for, for three hours at, at your nerves end, you know, and, and, and you finally, you get out of the car and, and a, and a reporter shoves a microphone in your face. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're probably not going to spend a lot of time thinking about what you're, what your response yeah. is. So sometimes uh, their answer to a provocative question is equally provocative. Keith and David have both mentioned how Akio Toyota 
president of Toyota Motor Corporation, is involved with motorsports. But not only that, he is a master driver himself. What this means is he is a professional level driver. And that means a lot to us in Texas, around the world, and to the engineers at TRD, and also to our motorsport teams. We hope it means a lot to motorsports fans too. But we'll let Keith Dahl tell you a little more about that. That's something we should mention because I think it's always good to shout out to the ultimate boss. Akio Toyota is into racing. He's like, a driver. He's a driver. He actually has come here and like practiced on our on our campus. So and he, he did donuts out on the check road, didn't he? Are we allowed to talk about the check road? You're not supposed to, No, we can talk about the check road. I mean, you can see it from <laughs> the true. highway. That's true. So the check road is a road here on campus that we have that so we have a service garage on site, which is great. So if they're trying to diagnose a problem with a vehicle, they have a check road that they can take out. It is not, they have been very clear with us that this is not a race lap. It is not a, you know, place where you can do donuts. But when your CEO of your company comes here, (laughs) when we had a big move to Texas and everybody was in Texas and we did a big day to celebrate that we had moved to Texas, Akio was here and yes, he did do donuts out on the check road, much to the chagrin, I think, of the people who manage the check road. Or or the people who manage him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But he is fully supportive of of racing. It's one of his passions. And I think it's one of the reasons that we're, we're so involved. The other advantage of that though, has nothing to do with the racing is mm-hmm. that him being that uh, enthusiastic about cars and the yeah. driving experience yep. has paid benefits, the tangible benefits in the cars that we develop. You yeah. know, it was his mission to make Toyota's brand and cars more emotional and the driving experience more impactful. And, and, and even Hearing him discuss a vehicle and, and from from a credible standpoint right. about the driving experience is tremendous. Yeah. That is such a good point because since he has taken over as CEO, to your point, he has really charged product planning and other groups, you know, to make that experience, the driving experience, and not just a driving experience, but the look and feel of the vehicles more emotional, as you just said. And that's a wrap, Kelsey. Okay, so special shout out to our guests today for sharing a little piece of Toyota history with all of us. And we want to thank all of you for listening to Motorsports Part 2. 